I don't know about you, but I am excited to be spending the next 21 days together praying and fasting. I believe that when we are intentional about focusing on God, about meditating on his word, we draw closer to him. And as we draw close to him, he shows us more of who he is and of who we can be in him. There really is no better place to be than in God's presence. So I pray that this will be a period of renewal for you, where God reminds you of of just how much he loves you and where God speaks life into you. I'm believing that out of this period of time, we will see dreams and visions being born and then the boldness and the courage to run with them. Hey, we want to know what God is saying to you during this time. So let us know whether that's on our Zoom call on Wednesday or by dropping us a message. Get in touch with us and let us know what God is saying to you so that we can rejoice with you over over the declarations that God is making so that we can stand with you in faith and in prayer over the promises that God is making to you. We are in this together, church. Amen? Okay, so today we're starting a brand new preaching series called Out, called Out, which is going to run through the rest of this month. So why don't you grab your Bible and turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're just going to read a few verses starting at verse 4. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honour is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvellous light." Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Last week we talked about how we are temples of the living God. His, his spirit dwells within us. And Peter in this passage, he's, he's building on that, if you'll excuse the pun, as he describes believers as, as living stones and, and coming together as, as parts of one body to, to build a living, breathing, spiritual house with Christ as our cornerstone, as our foundation. You know, I believe that we are being called to build something. 
as a, as a local body of believers, when we unite with, with a common goal, we will see God move in power. Do you believe that today? We as a church, we as a church have been called out of obscurity and, and into the forefront of this town, of this community to become a church not only known in, but needed by our community. And that kind of, that kind of transformation, it happens when we, when we hear from God, when we speak it out, and when we begin to step out and to walk out in faith. Let me ask you something today. Do you want to see God move in your life? Do you want to experience the, the transforming presence of God? Well, if you do, then, then I believe that this next 21 days is going to be pivotal in that. You see, as we draw close to God, we'll begin to, to hear his voice more clearly and then we'll begin to sense his, his heartbeat and then naturally we will begin to walk in tune with the rhythm of his love and of his grace. You know, in spite of, of everything that is going on around us, God has got big things planned for us this year as individuals and as a local church. And I, for one, am excited to go on that journey together. I hope that you are ready, Hope Church, for this year. You know, I've been studying uh, Matthew's Gospel this month and, and I saw something that was interesting as we, as we come off the back of Christmas. Just take a look at this in, uh, in Matthew chapter 2. So the wise men have just, uh, have just visited Jesus and, and we pick up the story just after they, after they leave. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in, to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and he took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. Out of Egypt I have called my son. So the wise men arrive in Jerusalem and they're, they're looking for this, this newborn king that had been prophesied, this, this king of the Jews. And, and then this seriously rocks the confidence of, Kerid, of Herod, the, the current king, who's thinking, who is this new arrival that is, is threatening my right to the throne? And so he decides to go on this rampage and kill every child who is aged two and under in the hopes that he will eradicate this threat to his, his reign. And so an angel appears to, to Joseph and tells them to get out of there, to get out of there. And then a few verses on, some time has passed and we read that, that Herod has now died and, and Joseph is being told to go back to Israel. 
You see, they'd, they'd fled to, to Egypt under the angel's instruction, but now we see them being called out of Egypt and back to Israel, being called out of, of a place of fear and being called into a place where Jesus's ministry would begin, where he would, he would flourish in all that God had purposed for him here on earth. When God calls us out, it's to call us into something greater. When God calls us out, it's to call us into something greater. Out of Egypt, I called my son. You know, what we're seeing here is is a fulfillment of a word shared by the prophet Hosea. But what I find interesting is the language used. Look at this. Out of Egypt, I called my son. When God calls us out, he chooses to focus on who we are before he acknowledges what we do. God chose to use the phrase here, my son, rather than saviour or messiah. He chose to speak to the identity of Jesus, a son a child of God, rather than the incredible works that he would go on to do. He focused first and foremost on his identity. You know, so often we focus on on accomplishments and results and, and we measure ourselves based on success and failure. But God isn't interested in what you do. He's interested in who you are. And who you are is declared in the passage that we've just read from 1 Peter. You are a chosen people. You were chosen by God. You are precious to him. You know, no matter where you put your self-worth, no matter what your opinion of yourself is, to God, you are precious. You are, it goes on, you are a royal priesthood a holy nation. That means that we no longer have the need for a priest or for someone else to be this intermediary between us and God. You see, because of of Christ's victory on the cross, we can now come as priests, holy and righteous, directly into the presence of God. And get this, without fear. We can come directly into his presence boldly without fear. Paul writes in his letter to the Hebrews, doesn't he? So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God and there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. We are God's chosen people, his sons and his daughters Beloved, called out ones, his church. You know, that word church is translated from the Greek word ekklesia. It comes from ek, meaning out from and to, and from kaleo, meaning to call. So it literally translates as as called out community. A group of people called out from one place to another. We, the church, are called out. We're called out of this world and into his presence. 
We're called out of darkness and into life with him. But what is he calling us out for? Why have we been called out? Well, we've been called out for one reason and for one reason alone. He, he made us, he created us, he called us out to declare his praises, to shout about and sing about his goodness. And that is more than just a natural response to our Father's mercy or, or something that we should do to be polite Declaring God's greatness is the reason for our very existence. When we praise him, we fulfill our purpose. He has called us out of the darkness of a a meaningless life and an eternity apart from him and into his wonderful, marvellous light. The New Living Translation puts it like this, as a result You can show others the the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. For those of you who are taking notes, write this down. We have been called out to call out. We have been called out to call out. Beyond giving praises and and glory to God, we are called out of darkness to to demonstrate his goodness to those around us by the way that we live and the way that we love. Paul wrote to the church in, in Corinth that we have been given a mandate by God, a calling not to keep this, this good news to ourselves, not to keep God's goodness and grace and mercy a secret, but that we have now been reconciled with God, made right with him by the work of Jesus on the cross, that we should then encourage others to be reconciled to The Passion Translation says that we should do it as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. I love that. It's it's God speaking through us, pleading and begging with with others to, to come into his presence. We have been called out of darkness and into light and we now need to do the same for those around us, calling others out of darkness, out of separation from God and into his presence, into life. We have been called out to call out. I have no doubt that you have many around you that you that you love and that you care for that don't yet know Jesus. Or maybe you're watching this message today or or listening to the podcast and and you haven't accepted God's forgiveness. Well, we are pleading with you as though God were speaking through our very lips and we are calling you out of darkness and into light out of a life of sin and into a relationship with your heavenly Father. And you can believe that as God is calling you out of life without him, he's calling you into something so much greater. As I close today, I just want to say, maybe try and, and highlight some people's situations I don't know, perhaps you you find yourself living in a place of fear today. 
Well, God is calling you out of that fear and into a place of faith. Maybe you're caught up in in habitual sin, something that has, has such a grip on you and on your life that no matter how hard you try, you just can't step away from it. God is calling you out of that. He's giving you everything that you need to come out of that place and into his grace and into his freedom. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety. God is calling you into his peace. Perhaps you're, you're full of self-doubt and, and God is calling you out of that and into an understanding of, of how he sees you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created for a purpose. He's calling you into your destiny. You are chosen by God. You are precious to God. Maybe you're living a life of, of mediocrity where you've settled and you're thinking, well, this is not quite what I'd hoped and, and dreamed for, but, but this is my life. Well, God doesn't want you to settle. He doesn't want you to have an okay life. He's calling you out of that okay life and into his promise of an abundant life, a life filled with joy. He wants you to dream big dreams. No matter where you are or how you feel today, God is calling you out of that place and into something far greater. And as we step into that fullness and into that uh, abundance, let's not stay quiet about it, but let's shout it from the rooftops just how great our God is. You are being called out today. Why don't we pray? Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that no matter where we are in life, whether we are, are near to you, whether we are drifting away or whether we've never truly known you, that you are calling us out of, of where we are and into something new. We thank you that you, could, that you call us out of darkness and into light, that you call us out of sin and into life. And Father God, we pray that, that we will have the boldness and the courage to, to hear that call and to step out in faith. And as we do that, we know and we can stand on the belief and the faith that we will see incredible things come to pass, that, that you have a life for us that is filled with, with goodness, with joy, with, with seeing those dreams come to pass. And so, Father God, I pray for, for the boldness for each and every person watching or listening today that they will have the boldness and the courage to, to step out in faith, believing that you are calling us into something greater. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that we are chosen, that we are precious to you, that we are called out by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if I was speaking to you before and you don't yet know Jesus, but you'd like to make that commitment, you'd like to accept this calling out of darkness and into his light, why don't you, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Father God, I'm sorry that I have messed up and I have made 
mistakes. Please forgive me. Thank you for your love and for your grace. I choose to step into a life with you right now. To let you lead me and guide me. To know that I am a child of God, chosen by you, loved by you, and precious to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, if you prayed that prayer with me today, don't keep it a secret. Tell someone you know or or drop us a message and let us know because we would love to help you on the next steps of this journey. Bless you, church.